0: I I've, I've been in the funerals of the children. Yeah. I mean I've seen them killed in front of my eyes. But uh, not the not have been not not, too, not right? I mean, I mean, No. Because the Palestinians really have no weapons. Uh, I watched Apache raids from a thousand feet. Mm-hmm. Nobody shot at the Apaches. They, they just stood up old. there for an hour and a half, two hours, three hours shooting 44 rockets. So in the past there've been like suicide bombers and stuff. Right? Suicide bombers are desperate people who are locked up. I mean, you had suicide bombers in the uh, in the, the ghettos in Warsaw. I mean, the people in the Warsaw ghetto didn't, didn't give up. They fought back. They didn't just lay there and die. They crawled out, out in the sewers. They went out and found food and brought them back through sewers. They formed re- resistance groups. A lot of them threw their bodies in front of guns to try, to try to prevent it. So the Palestinian suicide bombing all started after the situation became desperate after 44 years of, uh, of occupation. There were no suicide bombers before 1989.
1: In some cases, those those they're like kids, basically. You
0: know, what I mean. Well, they're really not. Most of the ones I've read about are young, 20 20 year olds, pretty much 18. It's twenty but we draft. We used to draft men at 18, you know. Yeah. And those kids over there are grown up at 16. They've already gone hungry and seen their their little brothers and sisters shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they are grown up thinking kids by the time they're 12. Yeah. If, and uh, so, listen. I went in the Gaza. I walked in carrying a backpack. And uh, when you get inside there, you realize that you're in a jail. Those people can't get out, no matter how bad they want to. You know, they, you can't get in unless they let you in. Yeah. yeah.
2: I'm just curious as to, are you here for the John Hagee event? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And uh, did you read his book in defense of Israel? Mm-hmm. Yes. Are Are you a Christian?
0: Uh, I'm a messianic Jewish believer.
2: Okay, and do you believe that um, in his book where it says that you don't have to be um, um, the Jews, the Jewish people do not have to accept Jesus as their Messiah, do you believe that?
0: I believe what the Bible says that says everybody has to accept Jesus as their Messiah.
2: So um, where when he says that that's not the case and that Jesus did not come as the Messiah, then you disagree with John Hagee on that?
0: Again, I believe with what, what the Messiah said himself when he was here, that he came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and that's why he came. Uh, okay. Now, I'm not going to comment on what John Hakey says. Okay. I'm just going to comment on
2: what the word what of you God says. you believe. Okay. Yeah. Do you agree with um, the war in Iraq or in Afghanistan, as far as um, for for the for the state of Israel? Do you think that is of of God?
0: Uh, I don't want to get involved in that question. If you take all the organizations and try to figure out who should really be the ones to uh, stand against uh, war. Uh, The obvious answer is uh, the Christian churches have that responsibility. Where do they get it? They get it from the Bible. It's all over the New Testament. There's nothing in the New Testament that would ever allow anybody who is a follower of Christ to ever endorse killing anyone. This is, of course, a night to honor Israel put on by an organization which is essentially a front organization for the Israeli government. This, This meeting could be just as well called a night to worship Israel because you have people here who think they actually are worshiping the state of Israel. We've explained why that is in our literature and we've studied why it is. And uh, it goes back to uh, before the Schofield Reference Bible in 1908. Uh, But wherever it started, where it's ended is right here. It has to end right here in the United States. It has to end by churches standing up and saying, no, no more wars for Israel, no more wars for politicians in Washington. No more wars for uh, anyone uh, who wants to use my money and my children's lives to uh, support killing.
3: Do you agree with uh, Pastor Hagee's call for a nuclear preemptive strike against Iran?
4: Yes, however, I think that they need to be um, wise in their timing.
3: How do you justify a, a bombing, whatever the timing, from Jesus' teaching? You Are, are, you, a, are you a follower of Christ? I am. I'm a
4: born-again Christian.
3: Okay. How do you justify what Mr. Hagee is calling for, a nuclear preemptive strike, regardless of the timing? How do you justify that against what Jesus taught us?
4: Bible okay the Bible isn't just the New Testament and the Bible isn't just the Old Testament it's the whole book and Jesus does talk about um, and God talks about holy holy wars and there are wars that um, God is involved in even God said in the Old Testament that um, that we were to uh, go you know, go and fight um, against certain groups of people because they were going against God and, and what uh, God's ways and what God stood for. And if you aren't willing to be pure, God is all loving and all. He's not just loving. Everybody wants to call God a God of love and, and a God of peace and everything like that, and He is. But He's a God of purity too, and you know, and a and a God of justice. And He can't be a God of justice and a God of purity unless He stands up for. Um, his law. His
3: law, thank you. What does what uh, Jesus' words, blessed are the peacemakers, mean? Does that have any context in regards to what Mr. Hagee is calling for here? It, it, this seems to be a, as an opposite. Blessed are the peacemakers, that was a command from Christ, was it not? You
4: know, when you look at the Bible, a lot of it can seem like polar opposites. A lot of it can seem very contradictory. But when you read it um, all together in context, it is not contradictory. And I think that, but if you take one sentence out, which is what so many people want to do, no matter what side you're on, they want to take one sentence, like Blessed are the Peacemakers or whatever, and they want to isolate it from the rest of the whole context and zero in on that and underscore that and say, okay, this is, you know. How can you reconcile this? And if you're only going to look at one sentence and nothing
3: else, you're never going to be able to reconcile anything. I agree with that. That's a very important point. You need to read the Bible and consider everything in context. You can't pull out isolated passages. If you read the whole thing, it's really a profound message. Another question, if I may. You consider yourself pro-life? Yes. Now, were you for the war in Iraq, for example? Yes.
5: Okay. Both of them. Both of them. I came in here to study. I came in here to have a freedom. Uh, I I did not want to get into this apartheid uh, politics in Israel that is found in Israel where there is separation between Arabs and Jews where uh, they cannot uh, uh, talk to each other, love one another as they ought to, as the Bible teaches us. And so I am here to demonstrate today that uh, a, a peace between a Jew and Arab can happen and a peace in the world can happen but the church that thinks that they can bring on uh, to fulfill prophecy I don't know which prophecy that is uh, by their own hands God I'm gonna tell you this straight from the Bible he does not need your help as a
6: Christian I am concerned with truth and reality and the truth is jesus christ is the savior of both jew and gentile and uh, not uh, god or jesus does not have a preference of persons he doesn't he's no respecter of persons the bible is very clear that god loves all people regardless of race regardless of where they are in their geographical area if they receive the lord jesus christ as their Lord and Savior, and they are born again, then you are a chosen individual, like the Bible says.
2: He is the Prince of Peace, not the Prince of War. So, uh, Christian just wars are wars of, of when a country is aggressing upon us, not when, when we, sh- we should not be occupying countries and slaughtering their people and putting in central banks and throwing in Monsanto to take care of their agriculture and pilgrimaging the land.
5: Jesus never declared a war, never raised a, a, a sentence to say we need to go to war. He actually said, whoever take by the sword shall perish by the sword. And from both sides of the spectrum, whether it is from a Jewish side or Arab side, and also on a, a, this frontier, the Western Front, American young men being killed for a war Uh, that is unnecessary and now this war has created uh, internal havoc and all the Christian let all the churches know that we have 3 million uh, Christians from Iraq they are in diaspora right now due to the support of war due to this uh, warmonger that we have and due to people like John Hagee and other people who supports war in the name of Jesus Christ I want to have one sentence quoted by him that can support war and can go against Iran and can go against Iraq. And uh, I, I just want to see him in the Bible. I just want somebody to come out from the preachers of today, take in the pulpit and to preach a gospel that is found in the Bible, not a gospel that been taught by a false prophet and all the, like John Hagee, And uh, we need people like that. And it is enough, enough. War, we say, enough for war. Now you can see from all these pictures the effect of war. And it is uh, on all sides a hurtful thing. And we need Jesus preach love and peace with your brothers and even with your enemy.
6: The blessings of God are through Jesus Christ and not a political nation. I'm a Muslim. I'm an American
1: Lebanese uh, who is a Muslim from South Lebanon. But I'm here, I've been here for 33 years in America, and I will start, I'll start, I'll, I, um, I demonstrated against Saddam Hussein, I demonstrated against, uh, uh, Arab, some Arab regimes that are, you know, dictators and stuff, uh, whether they are Muslims or Christians, I'll stand against them, as long as they are against uh, justice, and I'll do the same thing against Zionism, because it's a, it's uh, an apartheid system whether they are Muslims, they are
6: Muslim Zionists as well as Jewish Zionists and Christian Zionists as we see here. One of the things that have perplexed me uh, in my walk with the Lord is how could it be that a tyrant of World War II, Adolf Hitler, convinced the clergy to follow him in his vision of the world. And I see that the same thing is happening today in uh, this great country of ours and uh, in the world in general that we uh, we shouldn't question uh, uh, official doctrine or we shouldn't question uh, uh, anything that we are told officially from those who are the arbiters supposedly arbiters of truth. We are
1: actually supporting justice and truth. We believe that what John Haggis stands up and supporting uh, for the state of Israel. He's trying to bring uh, the Christian, the true Christians uh, to support um, apartheid and murderers and uh, killing innocent people. And I don't think that uh, Christianity or Islam or true Judaism stand for that. True religion, true followers of Jesus or true followers of Moses or true followers of uh, Muhammad, they all follow God and God, tells you to love your other human beings and respect them. And what John Hagee stands is to go and kill innocent people and support a state that is killing innocent people and taking their land and throwing them and putting, detaining them without even uh, any legal issues for years, tens of thousands with them. Uh, That, uh, this is why I'm here. At least what I can do is stand stand here and support what uh, Chuck Chuck is doing. Um, Zionism is really a, a, it's cancer. And it is uh, killing the, uh, the body of the human being. And we as humans, we have to clear that cancer from this. Zionism is cancer for Christianity, it's cancer for Islam, and it's cancer for Judaism. And we need to stand up and
6: speak up against them. I used to preach that Israel was a chosen people of God unquestionably. But then I started to read the Bible and I started to look at the other side of the coin. And I came to realize that there is no such doctrine in Scripture. Many of the people here are really are innocent, sincere. You know, they,
1: they are they're coming because they go to churches and they look at the Book of God, otherwise they will not be here. But unfortunately, the message that has been delivered to them is, is it, what they do is they take, a, um, they take a lie and polish it with the truth. And many of people, they take it as if it is the truth. They mix it with the truth, and that's what's happening here. They take a big lie, Zionism, which is an apartheid system, is, is corrupt, is sucking the blood of the people, and they polish it as if it's the truth. And they polish it, oh, this is Israel, God told us to support it, and blah, blah, blah. And these people are, they want to follow God because they love God. But unfortunately, they're not doing their homework and research and study what it is. And they fall into this and our job here is to try to reach them and give them the truth you know and this I think we hold these truth. Uh, Chuck Carlson and whoever supports them is trying to get to these people and say, hey, read your Bible, read it very well or if you are a Muslim read your Quran, read it very well and don't follow this.